Okay, let's dive in. So in this episode of The Truth About Dyslexia, we're actually going to be talking a bit more about ADHD. I did a podcast a couple of days ago around hyperfocus, and another common challenge of ADHD that crosses over into dyslexia is time management. You know, we've all had this issue. Um, It's talked about with ADHD and with dyslexia, and I want to talk a bit more about it from the ADHD angle, you know, how, how we can actually thrive in a fast-paced world. So let's dig into this episode. Okay, let's dive into this one. So, you know, my my gut with time management challenges in ADHD, uh, you know, and dyslexia, there's so many interesting crossovers. So the ADHD angle for time management challenges is that our brains, the ADHD mind, is struggling to hold its attention. So if you imagine a day where you know you've got to do something and you've got a 30-minute window, but you can't hold any attention on it because it's boring or it's not what you want to do, something that should take 30 minutes might take an hour and a half. And then in other times, as on the last podcast, something that should take 30 minutes in your calendar may take 10 if it's something you really enjoy. You're in at full speed, you've kind of got a supercharging boost, and that kind of really is you know, where I see a lot of the attention uh, issues. You've also, you know, especially with time management, you've also in ADHD got the impulsivity challenge of having this need to impulsively do things that jump out at you and that are really important in what you're trying to achieve. Um, you know, or not, not important, should I say, but important to you in that moment. That impulsivity comes over you and you're like, bugger whatever I should be doing. I would rather do this, you know, rabbit running away and you're just chasing it down the road. Like it's, you know, those type of things happen a lot when it comes to ADHD. We go off on a bunch of different tangents, especially when we're tired or, you know, issues like that. When it comes to dyslexia and time management, and there's a bit of a crossover because I think a lot of us have a bit of both of these, is that where the time management happens is because we're spatial thinkers and visual thinkers, we misjudge how long it takes to do things. And I see this a lot in business. People will say, oh, I'll have that done in a day. When it's a job, that'll take a week. Or vice versa, I'm going to build this great business, it'll take me six months, and the same thing will actually take a year and a half, two years to do what they're hoping to do. So a real misjudgment of time and resource I see as more of a dyslexic challenge. And so both of these playing together makes things hard, right? Because dyslexia, you've got this visual thought process and you know, your time's out because you're imagining 12 things at once. And because you, because you're thinking of a million things, you start doing multiple tasks. Like you start putting the laundry on when you should be leaving the house to get in the car. Like that's more dyslexia, you know, to me, that's more of a dyslexic mind all over the place. Da, 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 da. Whereas ADHD is much more about the impulsivity, the challenges of um, hyperactivity and holding enough attention. And so time management is usually one of our biggest, you know, issues across the neurodiversity spectrum because it pops up in all of the different diagnoses we can have. Hopefully the rain's not too loud. It's very wet here at the moment where I am. So, but, you know, the question you're asking is, is there hope? Where's the hope here? You know, I, I definitely have noticed, you know, for ADHD, definitely Ritalin has helped me massively in the attention balancing process for time management, you know, taking the right amount, getting the right dose has definitely helped me uh, keep my attention on the things that I need to do 
um, but don't desperately want to. If it was just my ADHD attention, probably wouldn't do a bunch of them because, my gosh, they're boring, some things we have to do in life, right? And so that has definitely helped me. What I've also noticed, like what I also do that I really enjoy is, is I've really built a good relationship with my calendar. You know, I'm like I'm a Google Calendar user, you know, whatever tool you use. Like I, I, I use a lot of colors. I'm, you know, in Google, we can actually set types of jobs and tasks with different colors. And I use that heavily and really enjoy it. Um, color coding my diary definitely makes it more attractive to my brain. Um, I also use a lot of emojis that helps me more on the, the dyslexic side. But I, I find that really having some clear guidelines around my diary is vital. But also, at the same point, giving myself some leeway where possible. So there are some tasks in my diary, I, it just takes me longer to achieve. You know, my morning routine starts at about 8.30, finishes at 9.30. Um, sometimes it gets to 10 if I'm running late. Sometimes I'm done by 9 if I'm running early. And realizing that I can have some broad calendar points in my diary, but if I go a little over, a little under, it, it's not the end of the world. You know, there was a time in my dyslexic side of my mind where everything had to be perfect. You know, my perfectionism was intense. And if I started to break that, I'd be spending half my time trying to work out, oh, do I need 15 or 25 minutes for that task? Now I just chuck 30 in. If it's a bit less, great, a bit more, not so great, but the world carries on. And unless something massively shifts, I don't mess around with it anymore. And that has helped my time management. I'm also getting much more, much, much more better, much better even at uh, putting some constraints around my to-do lists. Now, a few of you may have downloaded to-do list bingo over time. That's how I teach people to do to-do lists with dyslexia and ADHD. And, and it's really helped to constrain the number of things I put on my task list each day. You know, task lists are terrible things because you can just let them grow. And all it does is tell you you haven't achieved it. You know, do you know what I mean? Like occasionally you do a day where there's six things on it and you achieve it all. There are some days you have 28 things on it and you achieve three and you just feel terrible. So I, I bucket it at nine. There's nine as a total. Nothing more, nothing less that I judge myself on. And that makes my life a lot easier the way I set it up and structure it. So making sure you set yourself up to win is super important. Don't give yourself so much um, from the dyslexic mind of thinking you're a you're a beast who can achieve everything you've um, you've got to make sure you're actually setting realistic expectations that one big shift for me made a massive impact in my self-belief and also getting the right amount of stuff done you know and since I've done it like the world hasn't ended by not having 80 things on my to-do list each day by having nine important things that I've actually thought about and really considered it's much more valuable. And I really do my to-do lists um, on a big A3 white pad. And I do it in league with my calendar for the day. So anything vital on my calendar for the day goes in my to-do list. If it's not vital but it's in there, it can stay. But it doesn't get the doesn't get the value of being on my to-do list. Um, and then anything external, extra needs to go there as well. And what I'll also find is I check my to-do list and my calendar to make sure they marry up. I don't want to have a completely different to-do list to my calendar. They need to play play ball and be friends. And that's okay. And just getting into that system of that, you know, it's game-changing. really does help your mind get going. And it does take a while to get there. Don't do it once 
fail at it and then go, oh, I failed. What is the point? I need to build something new. Just do it for a while. I promise you it does work. It does sink in. And a lot of the time, you know, you don't even have to change the system you're using. It's just about tweaking it over time to get better and better. But, you know, I think everyone listening to this can agree time management is a challenge for anyone with neurodiversity. And we can sometimes be really cruel to ourselves if we're late for a meeting or we miss something. I remember I had a meeting with, um, I think, Simone, who was actually in the meeting (laughs) on the podcast a little while back, who's really lovely. And she, you know, in her mind, she had the meeting an hour in advance that we were meeting up. So I was sitting at the cafe and she was just getting back from the gym uh, to her house and or office. And she was like, oh, I feel so bad. I've booked this meeting and I've just mixed up the time in my head. And I said to her, I said, it's not the end of the world. Let it go. You know, I've had a delicious cup of coffee. We can reschedule later. Uh, And, you know, I used to get really frustrated about that. Oh, someone's wasted my time, my precious, precious time. And vice versa, I do it sometimes. I sometimes get it wrong. I sometimes have a picture in my head that doesn't match my calendar. And I sometimes just have to say I'm sorry. And the world carries on. You know, I like to think at night the world just resets and the world (laughs) gets back to it. Very few things carry over. (laughs) A lot fewer things than we sometimes make out. So whatever you do, whatever tools you use, and there's a a heap of them. Um, And I do, you know, again, I wasn't going to say this, but I do see a lot of people get stuck in tactics rather than strategies. And what I mean by tactics is people are looking for the next app that's going to change their life or the next thing that's going to make everything easier. And I'll promise to majority of you here, that's not what you need. You know, because what will happen, what seems to happen is people just keep swapping time management apps or they keep swapping to the next tool that's going to make their life easier. Now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes they make a little impact, but a lot of the time you spend so much energy swapping tools, you actually miss the big picture of, you know, of what's actually happening, and how your mind is working and giving yourself a bit of a break to allow yourself to be successful. So... All I would say to that is, you know, take a breath before you start changing things and realize what you've got is probably good. What's a little thing you could adjust? Like, could you add colors to your calendar? Could you grab an A3 pad and start doing the to-do list bingo side of things? Whatever it takes, you know, don't make wholesale changes instantly because that can be as bad as, as not doing anything. So hopefully that's added a few things to get you thinking about the world of time management, ADHD and dyslexia. I'll be back next week.